we inform. Religious freedom is about people of faith being able to live out their faith, live out their convictions, no matter where they are. We equip. This is a battle of worldviews. And we activate. We also rejoice in our sufferings because we know that suffering produces perseverance, perseverance, character, and character hope. This is AFA at the Core on American Family Radio. Welcome to AFA at the Core. I'm your host, Walker Wildman. If you're hearing my voice right now, then you're listening to the American Family Radio Network. We have nearly a 180 radio stations across the country in 30-plus states, and we're also on the World Wide Web at our website, AFR.net. We're also live streaming on our app, our mobile device application, which you can download for free, the AFR app. And then, of course, we are publishing our podcast. Uh, The AFA at the Core podcast is available on multiple platforms across the Internet, wherever you listen to podcasts. So be sure to go there wherever you listen to podcasts and subscribe to my AFA at the Core podcast. And by the way, a little bit of an incentive to get you to my podcast page, specifically on our website, AFR.net, Anytime I tell you that we're going to post a link to something I want you to see, uh, some kind of resource, information, news article, uh, that is posted at AFR.net on my podcast page. Uh, So that's a little bit of an incentive. If you need to read a little more information about what I talk about here on the show, you can often find links on my podcast page at AFR.net. And so you can go there and do that. We post the podcast usually within the hour after the show here on our website, AFR.net. Our scripture for the week is out of the book of Proverbs, Proverbs chapter 3, verse 1 and 2, the book of wisdom here. My son, do not forget my teaching, but let let your heart keep my commandments for the length of days and years of life and peace. They will be added to you. That's out of the book of Proverbs chapter 3, verse 1 and 2. American Family News is our news service here at American Family Association, and uh, they recently did a revamp of their website. It looks excellent. They also published their latest app. Um, So what was once known as onenewsnow.com is now American Family News. Their new URL is just afn.net, very easy to remember, afn.net. So go there and check that out. It's a top-notch first-class website, news site, that you can go there and get the latest uh, news affecting our country and our culture. Go to AFN.net. That's our latest, um, uh, our our up-to-date website there for American Family News. Um, You can go there and uh, see see the new website, see the new design, and subscribe to their daily newsletter. Jumping right into the show, came across this story recently out of the Atlanta area. And uh, this was spot on, uh, meaning uh, this story hits home for many of us and what we've been seeing going on in our society for the last few years and seeing the Marxist infiltrations in many institutions. Uh, well, our public schools are really uh, where the battleground is is playing out, uh, the battle is playing out, rather, and uh, they're going after our children. 
This is no surprise. They've admitted it. They being the secularists, the God-haters, the pagans, the people who don't like our country, who don't like our founding fathers, who don't like that you and I believe in God, believe in the Bible, believe in his holy word, and we want to not only live by it ourselves, but we want to project and share and abide by it as a, as a society, as a, as a culture, because it's good for everyone, and God calls us to be salt and light. Well, many people in our country don't like that. They think that's bad. They think it's evil. They think it's bigoted. Well, Atlanta is where the latest battle is taking place in an Atlanta, an Atlanta elementary school as it relates to this critical race theory garbage, this poison called critical race theory that is attacking many in our society. Uh, this mother, I'm going to play a clip of her from a local news station there, WSB-TV, there in the Atlanta area. This mother, by the name of Kyla Posey, it's her name, uh, she found out last year that her daughter was being segregated by skin color at her local elementary school. Let's listen to this local news report, and the mother you're going to hear is Kyla Posey. The school district here has looked into these allegations and says it has taken action. Still, parent Kyla Posey says she can't believe a principal thought separating students according to race was a good idea. We've lost sleep trying to figure out, like, why would a person do this? Kyla Posey says she was stunned when she learned about classes segregated by race at Maryland Elementary last year, a practice she says was put in place and condoned by Principal Sharon Briscoe. First, it was just disbelief that I was having this conversation in 2020 with a person that looks just like me, a black woman. It's segregating classrooms. You cannot segregate classrooms. It's, you can't do it. Posey says she found out the school was putting black students in two separate classes with two separate teachers. The white kids were placed in six classes with six different teachers. The parent says she found this out when she let Briscoe know she wanted her child placed in the classroom of a teacher she thought would be a good fit. Posey says the principal said that wouldn't work. She said that that's not one of the black classes. And I immediately said, what does that mean? I was confused. I asked for more clarification. Um, I was like, we have those in the school? And she proceeded to say that, yes, I have decided that um, I'm going to place all of the black students in two classes. Posey says she insisted her child be placed in a class with white students. She says Briscoe explained her child would be isolated. And I explained to her she shouldn't be isolated or punished because I'm unwilling to go along with your illegal and unethical practice. Well, first off, I want to commend this mother. Uh, what she did here is the right thing. And unfortunately, this, this is, in 2021, uh, what this mother did here is bold. Um, but in reality, she's simply doing the right thing. This is not asking too much for this mother to step up to the plate and to speak up for her daughter and for these students. So good for her, good for the mother here, Kyla Posey. And this, folks, this is evil. This is evil, but this is what many people, especially um, many leaders in our country, this is the path they want us to go down. This is the path they want us to go down. 
And you and you probably wonder unto yourself, Walker, why on earth would anyone do this? Why would anyone do this? Well, there's a couple of different reasons, but here's the main one. There are some people in our country, unfortunately, many people in our leading class, the elites, they thrive off of fear and division. This is not a new tactic. This is not a new tactic at all in the realm of politics and culture and government. Fear and division works, especially for the Democrats. That is really how they thrive under fear and division. And so one of the goals here, and it's much deeper than that, it gets into ideological debates, but I'm just telling you the basic goal that they're going after. And they use these different ideological means to get to that goal. The goal here when it comes to critical race theory is to divide. It's to divide and, and create a permanent, uh, a permanent oppressed class and a permanent oppressor based purely on skin color, which is like racism 101. And so instead of it being in the 1950s and 60s, uh, segregating whites and blacks because certain white people think that, that, that blacks are less human, which was the, was the issue, which was the sin struggle back in the civil rights days, here we are now where things have been reversed, where this a principal who just happens to have darker skin uh, thinks that white students are bad and they need to be segregated and put in their own class. Um, and so this is what is going on in this Atlanta school district. Thankfully, this mother stepped up to the plate. She's fighting for the students. She said this is wrong. Uh, not only is this illegal, but it's, it's unethical and it's immoral. Uh, we do not need to go back to the Jim Crow days. Uh, this is America, and we need to be together. And this entire, really this entire, if you get down to the facts here, uh, this entire um, debate on race is really, it's really uh, all built on lies. There is one race, there is the human race. That's what scripture describes. And so all these barriers that are being thrown up, built on my pigmentation, built on our skin color, is, is so faulty. It's so faulty. And it really, it really is, is, is so faulty that the whole, you know, we have to put our, our skin color on every kind of form and application we fill out. My question is, at this point in our country, why are we still having to mark white, Caucasian, black, Latin American, all these different categories, Asian, that we're getting lumped into, what good does that serve our society? How does that further the American dream? How does that further our society and take us into a better tomorrow? I haven't been explained that yet. I haven't been told and explained as to why we have to still fill out uh, and, and, and throw ourselves in these categories. What good does it serve would be my question, especially uh, when you're, I could see how maybe there could be some benefits when you're doing research and studies, but when you're filling out a job application or a college application, uh, why do we need to put these artificial uh, categories, why do we need to fill them out uh, on these applications? I'm not sure because after all, we shouldn't be uh, making decisions based on someone's skin color. We shouldn't. We shouldn't. So, 
Why do we need to put it on an application? That's a good question that we'll continue to seek an answer for. And so this mother there in Atlanta is fighting back. Uh, another clip I want to play here is a teacher in Virginia. This is in Loudoun County, uh, another place, ground zero for this culture war. This is a Virginia teacher saying that she is resigning. She is done. She's not going to participate in indoctrinating the children in her classroom. Let's listen. Within the last year, I was told in one of my so-called equity trainings that white, Christian, able-bodied females currently have the power in our schools and that, quote, this has to change. You shut the doors to the public as well as the emails sent by the superintendent last year reminding me that a dissenting opinion is not allowed even to be spoken in my personal life. Going so far as to send a form to my colleagues and I encouraging us to fill it out. I quit your policies. I quit your trainings. And I quit being a cog in a machine that tells me to push highly politicized agendas on our most vulnerable constituents, the children. That is fifth grade teacher Laura Morris uh, announcing to the Loudoun County School Board that she is resigning. She says, quote, and I quit being a cog in a machine that tells me to push highly politicized agendas on our most vulnerable constituents, the children. And th- this cannot, uh, we, we cannot afford to ignore this any longer. What am I talking about? I'm talking about the exodus from the public school system. Like it or not, There is a current exodus that is underway from the public education system across America. The statistics, the studies prove it. Over The the public education enrollment declined 13% year over year from 2020 heading into 2021. That's a 13% drop in public school enrollment across the country. It is going to be difficult, but... But homeschooling groups, private educational groups, Christian schools need to get ready. They need to mobilize because when the influx, as the influx continues from the private schools to the, I mean, I'm sorry, to the public schools, to the private schools, to the homeschooling, Christians need to be ready to step in and provide some guidance there. So we're going to try to do that on the show. And I'll talk a little bit about that after the break. AFA at the core, Walker Wildman. We'll be back in just a few minutes. Everyone who practices sin also practices lawlessness, and sin is lawlessness. My name is Abraham Hamilton III, and this is the Hamilton Minute. At the direction of Mr. J. Robinette and in defiance of a recent Supreme Court ruling, the CDC issued a new illegal 60-day moratorium on evictions. They say they issued this new order halting evictions to help slow the spread of COVID. When he announced this new illegal moratorium, Mr. Robinette admitted that the majority of legal scholars he consulted told him this move would not survive constitutional scrutiny. Yet he did it anyway. He even admitted they did it because by the time it reached SCOTUS, they would have already gotten more Americans hooked on government aid. That's the goal. More government dependency. Listen each weekday from 5 to 6 p.m. Central for The Hamilton Corner with Abraham Hamilton III, public policy analyst for the American Family Association.
This is Raising Godly Girls Minute with Patty Garibay of American Heritage Girls. Our modern age brings a wave of the most challenging and complex conversations between parents and daughters of all ages. Issues like gender confusion, divisive politics, and moral relativism all stew in our post-Christian culture, eventually dribbling down into the minds of even the youngest of girls. Throughout history, God's people have been called to counter the worldly culture. In his letter to the Philippians, Paul reminds us that believers may become blameless and pure, children of God without fault in a warped and crooked generation. Then you will shine among them like stars in the sky. You have the ability to reflect God's pure light in the midst of today's post-Christian culture. Better still, with you as a beacon, your daughter can do the same. Want to learn more? Read about empowering girls through the love of God at RaisingGodlyGirls.com. AFA at the Core podcast are available at AFR.net. Back to AFA at the Core on American Family Radio. Glad to have you back on AFA at the Core. I'm your host, Walker Wildman. The uh, resource or the what I was going to cover when it comes to homeschooling, private schooling, etc. that is on the rise is... Um, a group that AFA is beginning to partner with and at least support financially, and that is the Homeschool Legal Defense Association, otherwise known as HSLDA. Uh, They are, by name, uh, a a legal organization that uh, helps defend the rights of parents and families as it relates to homeschooling. Um, So their website is, I'm about to give out, their website has tons of resources, and I mean that that pretty pretty literally there. They have dozens of ways you can stay up to date on the latest as it relates to homeschooling and all private education options. Their website is hslda.org, hslda.org, Homeschool Legal Defense Association. You can go to their website, find out all kind of information as it relates to homeschooling, and um uh, Bobby, this this uh, is, is going to continue to be a need that need, that has to be met, and I just want to make sure we don't miss out on the opportunity. Yeah, absolutely. And, and with any luck, we'll have uh, some of the representatives on the show next week uh, to discuss uh, what their mission is, the actions they're taking, and so forth. And as a side note, uh, we've actually put uh, the link to their website that uh, will be on all the podcasts today, YouTube, Facebook, as well as the homepage here on AFR. Excellent. So that link to the Homeschool Legal Defense Association website will be linked on the podcast page at AFR.net. In studio with me, Wesley Wildman, Vice President of Outreach and also a co-host here on the show each Tuesday, Thursday. Glad to have you with us, brother. Hey, I'm glad to be on, and I'm lo- really looking forward to a couple different things. We're going to discuss this segment. We are going to discuss... Truth for Youth is where we're going to start, and we're going to end by looking at a doctor who has been banned from social media and YouTube because of him giving a second opinion on the uh, COVID situation, the mandates, the uh, regulations, and the mask, and all those things. He's been banned, and we'll conclude with that. So first, let's get right into it. This is our annual Revival Fires International Partnership Week, where we share uh, our radio platform with 
Pastor Tim Todd as he has done all the leg lifting to raise money to purchase Truth For Youth Bibles. And we, all we do is open up our radio network and remind y'all about it and let y'all know that y'all can participate in this. You ask a request for a Bible for free. We do all, everything's uh, accounted for, so we'll mail it to you for free. And all we ask from you, we don't ask for money. We don't ask uh, too much of your time. We just ask for you to get this in the hands of a kid in public schools. Is that right, Walker? That's exactly right. The age group uh, that we're appealing to, and these are free Bibles, folks. We're partnering with Revival Fires Ministry and Tim Todd, Pastor Tim Todd, to get free Bibles into the hands of our youth across Mm -hmm. the country. Uh, The age that we're appealing to here is ages 13 to 18. Uh, those that's the cat that the the range that we're appealing to to get these free Bibles into the hands of youth. Here's the website real quick uh, for you to go and fill out the form and get your free Bible for a youth in your home or a youth that you know. Truthforyouth.com, relatively easy to remember. Truthforyouth.com is the URL to go get your free Bible. And our goal is to get to 65,000 Bibles. We typically reach around the 60,000 mark. We're going to challenge y'all by adding 5,000 to it because we know y'all can do it. We want to get to 65,000. As of this morning, we had uh, crossed over the 33,000 mark this morning, and we want to see if we can get to 65,000. That would be a huge milestone for us to uh, add on our from our traditional uh, number that we that we reach. That's right, and I just got an email from John Rowley about 10 minutes ago, and that we just went over 36,000. Nice. I, I knew that Walker Woo-hoo. had the most recent update. Of course update. he does. Yeah. Always do, man. He is the man. Yes. I got to stay in Nicely the loop. Nicely done. I'm, I told uh, Bobby this morning we were talking about the show and different things, and I told him, I said, I'm always about, or maybe it wasn't you, it was somebody I was talking to this morning, but I said, I'm always a couple steps, maybe 10 steps instead of a couple. I'm about 10 <laughs> steps behind. So uh, I don't I don't have social media and a couple other outlets. I just rely on it coming through secondary. But uh, thank you, Walker, for the most recent update. Now, with that said, with the remaining time we've got, about 12 minutes. This is good. Yeah. What you're about good. to introduce is yep. top-notch. It's top-notch, and I wanted to make sure we had plenty of time to get to it. we got about three or four minutes worth of clips. we got them broken up for you to help make a point, and Walker and I will provide some commentary along the way because we have plenty of it on this topic of covid uh, is we are have been looking at it the last year and a half or so. So now, Walker, have we have we decided yet on the name of our audience? Because um, we got you know we're going to develop this, and is it going to be the core audience? Is something we need to something we got? to How about we get our I think, opinions? I think my my audience, the audience, the audience, is the core. The core. They are the core. They're the core of AFA. That's right. They're the core listeners of AFA. I mean, we're, we're right in the middle of the day on right. the network. Sure. Uh, we talk about issues related to the core values of American Family Association, so I think we are the core. So I'll direct my comments to the core right now. The core audience is listening right now. Do you remember when Dr. Erickson and Dr. Moosey from California, the two doctors, they had a viral video back in April of 2020 when they were calling out, they were calling out to reopen the country. This was right in the peak of the pandemic and the lockdowns and the shutdowns. And the, remember, the, a lot of the medical facilities were shut down. People that had heart conditions and other uh, conditions, elective surgeries, were, elective surgeries were shut down. That's right. The they made a bunch of points in their video. Two of the points they made. One was, you know, is this constitute these lockdowns as of what we know about? It's just a question. They wanted a second opinion. Number two. 
uh, all that they concluded from their small study of a couple thousand people in their facility just didn't match up with the WHO, didn't match up with CDC, and certainly didn't match up with Dr. Fauci. As a result, those two doctors in their video was banned from social media and banned from YouTube. With that said, you would think that getting a second medical opinion would be common sense. You know, that's what we would do, right? If we, if this is serious medical condition, typically you go, look, I'm going to go one more. I'm going to get a second con- um, uh, opinion. Well, they were, uh, they were censored and banned for their second opinion. Well, in the same way they were banned, we also have a new doctor as of late, just in the past couple weeks, who also has been banned for his presentation at Mount Vernon School Board in Indiana and has since been removed from YouTube because they said that he violates their community guidelines. Now, Walker, this doctor, Dr. Stock, in the same way, the other two doctors from California, they had 20-plus years, not combined, individually, so probably 40 years combined of experience and expertise and all the credentials of schooling that needed to do what they do, sure. yet they were banned. In the same way, Dr. Stock is the guy who we're about to listen to, Dr. Dan Stock. He, he is an active family doctor who specializes specializes in immunology. 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 Yeah. I knew that. I tried worked on that all afternoon or all morning. I still <laughs> could Sometimes if you focus on it too much is when you That's what it up. was. And inflammation regulation. And I want to listen to what Dr. Stock's second opinion in clip one that he has on mask and COVID protocols. And everything being recommended by the CDC and the State Board of Health is actually contrary to all the rules of science. So things you should know about coronavirus and all other respiratory viruses, they are spread by aerosol particles, which are small enough to go through every mask. By the way, the literature that supports all of that is in a flash drive that we presented to you has been given to the secretary. As a matter of fact, it quotes at least three studies sponsored by the NIH to that exact fact, even though the CDC and the NIH have chosen to ignore the very science that they paid to have done. That is why you keep struggling with this, is because you cannot make these viruses go away. The natural history of all respiratory viruses is that they circulate all year long, waiting for the immune system to get sick through the winter or become deranged, as has happened recently with these vaccines, and then they cause symptomatic disease. Because they cannot be filtered out and they have animal reservoirs, and this is a very important point, no one can make this virus go away. The CDC has managed to convince everybody that we can handle this like we did smallpox, where we could make a virus go away. Smallpox had no animal reservoirs. The only thing it learned to infect was humans. That's why we were able to make that virus go away. That will not happen with this any more than it will with influenza, the common cold, respiratory syncytial virus, adenoviral respiratory syndromes, or anything else that has animal reservoirs. Huh. That's that's Dr. Dan Stock speaking at a Mount Vernon school board meeting in Indiana. And, uh, Wesley, he's making a valid point there that many people aren't talking about, and that is we are trying as a society, we are trying to treat this upper respiratory illness unlike we've treated all other upper respiratory illnesses. Mm. That's what, Walker, mm, that's all I got to say. (laughs) You know what, Walker, that sounds entirely like too much common sense here, so we probably need to move on to the next clip. (laughs) Well, yeah, the next clip of Dr. Dan Yeah, exactly. More common sense. We're going to let him speak for himself. Uh, This is uh, the second part, part two of this this, uh, clip. He spoke for a good 10, uh, six to 10 minutes there uh, in front of the school board. And by the way, Dr. Stock was effective because the school board – yeah. was planning all these measures that they thought would work to prevent the spread of COVID, and they tabled the entire measure yep. until the next school board meeting. So he had some kind of impact there. Let's listen to part two on vaccine efficacy. 
Equally important is that vaccination changes none of this, especially with this vaccine. And I would hope this board would start asking itself before it considers taking the advice of the CDC, the NIH, and the State Board of Health, why we are doing things about this that we didn't do for the common cold, influenza, or respiratory syncytial virus. And then ask yourself, why is a vaccine that is supposedly so effective having a breakout in the middle of the summer when respiratory viral syndromes don't do that? And to help you understand that, you need to know the condition that is called antibody-mediated viral enhancement. That is a condition done when vaccines work wrong, as they did in every coronavirus study done in animals, on coronaviruses after the SARS uh, outbreak, and done in respiratory syncytial virus, where a vaccine used in a vulnerable individual, done the wrong way, which cannot be done right for a respiratory virus, which has a very low pathogenicity rate, causes the immune system to actually fight the virus wrong and let the virus become worse than it would with native infection. And that is why you are seeing an outbreak right now. In fact, in that flash drive you're going to have coming to you and in the emails with six extra, there will be a study showing that 75% of people who had COVID-19 positive symptom cases in Barnstable, Massachusetts outbreak were fully vaccinated. That's what they don't want you to know. Mm -hmm. Yep. The CDC itself did a study in Massachusetts, and 75% of these people is a group of a couple hundred people who all got the coronavirus uh, uh, last month. 75% of them were fully vaccinated, or in my case, fully got the shot. Got the it's shot. Not, it's not really technically a vaccine, <laughs> Amen. according to medical definitions. It's a shot at this point, and as Steve Day said yesterday, it's more of a therapeutic uh, because a vaccine, by definition, uh, helps you develop immunity, which in turn helps you to not even get sick to begin with. Yep. Uh, but this is something different. This is more of a therapeutic. Well, Dr. Dan Stock says there that it could be, it could be according to him, that this whole spike that we're seeing now is is shot-induced, mm -hmm. is a shot-induced spike in cases across the country. Um, and so that's uh, what Dr. Dan Stock said there. Wesley, we got one more clip. Yeah, we got one more clip, and then I have a final conclusion before we go to the break. You should also know that no vaccine, even the ones I support and would give to myself and my children, ever stops infection. In 2014, there was outbreak of mumps in the National Hockey League. The only people who came down the symptoms were the people who were unvaccinated or unknown vaccine status. Boy, that sounds like a great argument for vaccines. But a question that you should ask yourself, knowing that half of the people who came down with symptomatic disease had no contact with an unvaccinated or unknown vaccine status individual, where did they get the disease? And the answer was from the vaccinated individuals. No vaccine prevents you from getting infection. You get infected, you shed pathogen. This is especially true of viral respiratory pathogens. You just don't get symptomatic from it. So you cannot stop spread. You cannot make these numbers that you've planned on get better by doing any of the things you're doing, because that is the nature of viral respiratory pathogens. And you can't prevent it with a vaccine because they don't do the very thing you're wanting them to do. Wesley, the, uh, before you make your point, today I was on Fauci's own website, Dr. Mm -hmm. Fauci's own website, the NIH. And their studies show that natural immunity gives someone uh, immunity against, um, near-perfect immunity against the coronavirus for a minimum of eight months and the reason it's not more is because they haven't had the time to do studies for longer than eight months. Uh, so Otherwise, yeah. Yeah, natural immunity is really getting uh, overlooked here in this whole conversation. No, it is, absolutely. You can go watch the entire clip of Dr. Dan Stock at Hancock County Patriots. 
www.blogspot.com. That's Hancock County Patriots at Dogs. Sorry. And, and you know <laughs> what? Well, to help our listeners to yeah. make things simple make, and make, to drive traffic to my podcast page. Yes. <laughs> the link will be there. Bobby's going to link to the video on my podcast page. Thanks for the save. And our, our URL is simply <laughs> AFR.net. You know, it's very good that we have uh, people like this standing up at school boards. They are being effective. You, your voice is being effective. Continue to stand up at your local school boards and make the a case uh, for other other subjects that are ca- counter to liberty and counter to the scriptures, just as this uh, gentleman, ha- this doctor has done. And uh, last but not least, the topic of uh, vaccines, shots, uh, COVID mask, all this, uh, Walker, ultimately falls at the doorstep of liberty is where it falls. And God's the author of liberty. And so we as Christians have to continue to pursue for people to have the right uh, to choose whether they want to take medicine or not, uh, in this case, a shot um, or not, or if they want to choose to take the risk of going to Walmart or not going to Walmart. That's yeah. the bottom line that we have to conclude, and we have to stand in the gap for those uh, and or for that for that issue alone. Yeah, Liberty. and this this th- there is, and for people who say, well, this is. This is not about liberty. This is about public health. I get it all the time. It, this is about freedom and liberty. It is. Absolutely. And here's why. 100%. Because Dr. Fauci himself yep. said on CNN or MSNBC just a couple of days ago yes, that did. some people have to forfeit their freedom in the name of public health. Yep. What's he talking about? He's talking about the Constitution yeah. and the Bill of Rights. Yeah. Uh, and, and people, to, to be naive, people, if you think that these... Democrat, left-wing politicians, some even Republicans, will not use a public health situation. I'm not even going to say emergency. A public health situation for their ideological and political purposes, we are naive. We cannot be that Yeah, naive. they've already given us those examples. Uh, when we were in the, the, the beginning of the lockdowns uh, early on, they showed that they were willing to shut down churches for and punish people for going. Yes, so we've even, already, even at home Bible studies we have, yep. in California. Don't forget Truth for Youth Bible Week. Uh, go to AFR.net, and you right there in the middle, you can check it out. And even if you're a homeschool, you know, get them uh, so you can take them to your uh, places of entertainment and activities. I'll get some and take one of my baseball players. There you go. AFR.net to check out the Truth for Youth Bible campaign. Wesley, thanks for coming on. I enjoyed it. Thank you. All right. AFA at the Core, segment two two down. We'll be back in a few minutes with the last segment of AFA at the Core on American Family Radio. Our culture claims science and the Bible are mutually exclusive, but Dr. Brick Lance says science actually supports biblical morality. Unfortunately, pastors and leaders struggle to find resources to help cover complex moral issues in a church setting. In the August edition of the AFA Journal, Dr. Lance shares a free resource to help teach the truth about bioethical issues. Read Faith and Science, Not Mutually Exclusive, and sign up for a free trial subscription at afajournal.org. The American Family Association's mission is to inform, equip, and activate individuals to strengthen the moral foundations of our culture. Our goal is to be a leading organization in biblical worldview training for cultural transformation. Here are some of our core values. 
AFA aims to evangelize the lost and disciple the believer. AFA aims to strengthen biblical marriages and equip parents to raise godly children. Thank you for standing with us as we seek to stop the erosion of godly values. Emmy was in a bad relationship when she found out she was pregnant. Her boyfriend told her to get an abortion, which she seriously considered. I knew that if I got an abortion, a part of me would be broken. Emmy went to a preborn center in need of guidance. They honestly were able to put every fear at ease and let me know that it was going to be okay. Because of them, he's here. I couldn't imagine my life without him. Preborn clinics introduce moms in crisis to their babies through ultrasound while providing hope, love, and the gospel in action. When an expectant mother meets her baby on ultrasound and hears the heartbeat, she's 80% more likely to choose life for her baby. To find out more, go to preborn.com. That's preborn.com. Or dial pound 250 and say the keyword baby. That's pound 250 and say baby. Your love can save a life. It gives an impetus to share your faith when you think you've got answers to objections that you expect people to bring up. The American Family Studios video series, Intro to God's Revelation, featuring Dr. Richard Howe, shows how God has revealed Himself in nature and His Word, and how we can rightly understand what God has said. These truths are just a part and parcel of the Christian life. It isn't just for the professional clergy. Learn the fundamentals of how to approach and understand the Bible in an age of skepticism. This six-week video curriculum is perfect for your Sunday school class or study group, and it can prepare you to give a defense of God's Word and how He speaks to us in nature. Knowing whether and how God communicates is a safeguard against false claims about God communicating. Intro to God's Revelation, DVDs and workbook are available for purchase at afastore.net or call 877-927-4917. AFA at the Core podcast are available at AFR.net. Back to AFA at the Core on American Family Radio. Welcome back to the last segment of AFA at the Core. I want to provide you guys some encouragement. We all could use some encouragement every now and then. And then uh, some encouragement, um, we get testimonies here at American Family Association, American Family Radio. We get testimonies weekly daily here at our headquarters of people, of individuals, of, of individuals created in the image of God that have had their lives impacted and changed through the gospel of Jesus Christ, and they heard all of that through American Family Radio. God is using the ministry here to impact families and individuals across this country, some of them across this world, and all of that is possible because of our supporters who support our work here uh, each and every day at American Family Association, American Family Radio. So we are doing God's work, and he is blessing that, and uh, his Holy Spirit is at work all across this country, all across the world, and lives are being changed uh, through the work of American Family Association. So that's a little bit of encouragement. And uh, we're here um, to be faithful to the gospel of Jesus Christ. Our vision statement is to be a, a, a leading organization in biblical worldview training for cultural transformation. And so that's what we're here to do. And um, our, our radio network is just part of the ministry. It's not all that we do here at American Family Association. We produce documentaries. 
We produce Bible studies. We produce all kinds of resources uh, to help equip the body of Christ uh, in their biblical worldview training. So a little bit of encouragement there. When you support AFA, AFR, uh, you are supporting our vision statement and our mission statement. A couple other things uh, we need to get to today. Uh, there's a good news story out of... This is a Catholic high school in Indiana. This uh, Catholic high school, here's the, this is from the Christian Post. Here's the, uh, the headline. Catholic high school can fire staff in same-sex marriages, court rules. I would rephrase that headline, and I'm not taking a dig at Christian Post here, but let me rephrase that. A Catholic high school can uphold its biblical view of human sexuality <laughs> because that's what this is about. This is, this is deeper than hiring and firing employees. This is about upholding, standing firm on God's view of human sexuality and being able to stand by your statement of faith as an entity, as a small business, as a school. Here's a little bit more about this story. A federal court has ruled against a counselor who was fired from a Catholic high school in Indiana because she was in a same-sex marriage, a quote-unquote, quote-unquote marriage, by the way, citing the legal standard of ministerial exception. Lynn Starkey had sued the Roman Catholic Archdiocese of Indianapolis and their high school for firing her for being in a marital relationship, once again, in quotes, that conflicted with church teaching. U.S. District Judge Richard Young ruled Wednesday that the Catholic institution was free to fire Starkey on the basis of its religious standards for employment and that, it's, and that a secular court had no place to interfere with the decision. But um, this is excellent news out of Indiana, and this is, this is a basic right of organizations and ministries and businesses uh, to be able to employ people who not only agree with their work, with their mission, with their vision, with the purpose of the entity, but also people who will abide by their standards of employment, their employment standards. That's, that's a basic right of employers to be able to regulate um, and make sure that their employees are representing the company well. And this, this really goes somewhere that I didn't even know I was going to take this, but you know, it's clearly, apparently, legal for employers to mandate certain things, such as a shot, as a condition of employment. And so my, my, my point here is that if, if, a, if a company can legally require a shot in order for you to maintain your employment at said company, well, shouldn't other companies and organizations and ministries be able to require that you abide by their statement of faith for you to work there? Because despite what many people are saying, I would argue, I would argue that one's statement of faith, one's fidelity to Scripture, is more important than a shot. We're talking about people's eternal salvation here. We're not talking about temporal public health issues. This is about heaven or hell. This is about eternity. And so it should not be up, up for debate, up for question about whether organizations, even businesses, I would say, uh, should be able to hire and fire based on that organization's, that entity's statement of faith, 
their deeply held beliefs, whatever they may be, uh, private entities should be able to employ people who agree and abide by their terms of employment. So that's your good news story out of Indiana. Another interesting story I came across, and this was rather rather shocking, uh, rather surprising, but it's apparently an accurate story. The um, Some internal paperwork, internal documents were leaked from the pharmaceutical company named Pfizer. Their um, internal documents produced by the uh, chief human resources officer, Pale Betcher is the name of their HR uh, chief there at Pfizer, the pharmaceutical company that's producing many of these shots or some of these shots. Uh, they are were circulating a document about employees and them getting the shot. <laughs> well, as it turns out, Pfizer, the company that produced one of these shots against coronavirus, even they are not requiring their employees to get the shot. According to their internal document here that was leaked, it says, quote, this is the company talking to their employees in a letter. Quote, please note that if you have declared you are not, you have uh, the, the Senate structure here is off, but this is how it reads. Please note that if you have declared you are not been vaccinated, or I should say have not been vaccinated, decline to declare your status or have a medial or religious accommodation, Pfizer will require you to participate in a COVID-19 PCR testing regimen, which means you basically have to be tested maybe once a week, every other week. I don't know what the regimen is. Uh, It goes on to say that uh, 20% of the Pfizer workforce remains unvaccinated. 20% of the workforce at this pharmaceutical company have not been vaccinated. Bobby, does this surprise you or not as it relates to how many employees haven't had the shot at this company? No, it doesn't. And they're the ones who would have the knowledge and the wherewithal to either be 100% vaccinated at this point or shot, as you say, as I agree with. Uh, The fact of the matter is... Maybe they're holding on to these shots to uh, make sure that they're uh, distributed to their to their outlets so that they can continue with their uh, incredible growth, as uh, noted in their last earnings report, and their projected guidance for the for the next quarter is even better than what it is now. Predominantly based on the selling of COVID quote vaccinations. Yeah, that's a good point, and I, I need to bring that in on a show maybe tomorrow about uh, the amount of money that's tied up in all these shots because uh, it's a it's a multi-billion dollar in- industry and that's just in the US that's not even counting international sales. right and Pfizer's a, a uh, two-shot therapy so and, and they're talking about more more they're talking yeah. about more boosters yeah that's so, just for starters <laughs> yeah so the, the 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 money tied up here should not be overlooked uh, the money should not be overlooked and in another show we'll bring in all the breakdown and the statistics there and the finances of these big pharmaceutical companies. But even the Pfizer employees, uh, 20% of them are declining to get the shot. For whatever reason, we don't know, uh, but they just don't want to get it. And maybe because some of them have natural immunity, maybe others are just skeptical. Uh, We don't know why they're not doing it. 
Um, but even Pfizer uh, is allowing their employees the option to get the shot or not get the shot. Um, so good for them. Uh, I wish the rest of the country was afforded the same benefit, the same privilege there of having the choice uh, on whether what they want to do when it comes to their private medical records and their private medical decisions. There was um, uh, a story here, and folks, uh, when I when I uh, do my show prep, I can spot uh, China and their propaganda. Uh, they are the Chinese Communist Party. They are very good at propaganda. They are very good at messaging, at controlling the narrative. Uh, China has their hands in all kinds of countries, in all kinds of companies, in all kinds of government institutions. China, it is not overstating this to say they are everywhere. Uh, The Chinese Communist Party, their tentacles are everywhere across this world because they want full control. That's their goal as communists, is to have full control, not just domestically, but internationally. And so this, even this this story I'm about to read, I'm reading this story this morning, and I'm saying to myself, this smells like Chinese propaganda. Well, the story is about where this, where this virus that we're all having to talk about and deal with, where the virus came from. And I covered the Department of State report. I covered the intelligence report. I covered the Republican committee report on where this thing came from, where this virus came from. All indications are showing that this virus came from a laboratory in Wuhan, China. We don't know yet whether it was intentionally released or accidentally released, but I'm sure that will come out sooner or later. But this story out of the sun in the UK, here's the headline, COVID patient zero may have been infected by bat while working in Wuhan lab leak, admits WHO chief. Uh, the chief there uh, at this point are the one who at least led up this investigation. And I say investigation with air quotes around it because China is not being transparent. They are covering up everything related to this lab leak theory. Dr. Uh, Peter Ben Emberek is his name. He led, this is according to The Sun, he led a much derided fact-finding mission to China, made the claim He made the claim recently, despite initially dismissing it, that the lab leak theory is uh, extremely... um, Okay, he he previously dismissed the lab leak theory as, quote, extremely unlikely, unlikely, but now he's admitting that it's actually very likely, according to his investigation uh, in uh, China. And then what's ironic is the story goes on to talk about how little access he had to the actual data when he went to China for his investigation and how the Chinese did not want to answer any questions as it relates to what's been going on at this Wuhan Institute of Virology. Um, but uh, China has their hands in all the propaganda here. Um, and But even the WHO now, which has is heavily influenced by the Chinese, even they are now admitting uh, that this virus most likely came from a lab in Wuhan, China. How it got out of the lab, it's to be determined. Hopefully, we'll get to the bottom of it. But I don't think it's too, I don't think, Bobby, it's too much for the American people in the world to want to know definitively how this virus got out of that lab. 
Yeah, no question. And and Dr. Redfield, who's the former head of the CDC, uh, I believe it was two or three days ago, came out with a uh, an update uh, on that leak theory from the Wuhan lab, and he says uh, evidence is pointing more and more in that direction. I'm um, also noticing an article that he just uh, was posted uh, on the 9th uh, where he acknowledges, quote, lack of data behind CDC school masking recommendation. He said it's a fair criticism that they're just not viable and, and efficacious for children in uh uh, as we've talked about, le- under 12 years of age and so forth. That, um, this, you know, th- there is the Hillary Clinton approach to this, and people are going, where is Walker taking this? <laughs> there is the the thought process and the mentality of what difference does it make? Mm. Remember that? Mm. See, folks, as Americans, we have short-term memory. Maybe other people in the world struggle with this too. We have short-term memory. All we remember is what people said today and maybe yesterday, but four years ago, five years ago, eight years ago, we totally forget what people do. Hillary Clinton, under questioning before Congress when it comes to Benghazi and not sending military quicker and faster to rescue our soldiers and our ambassador, she said, after the fact, what difference does it make? Meaning, what does it matter now? the terrible decisions we made as a government, as a State Department, years ago. Well, that matters so we don't repeat it again. And so as, as it relates to where this thing came from, where this virus came from, and why it's behaving like it was out of a lab, it matters for the future. Are we going to partner with China in the future? Are we going to rely on China in the future? I would suggest we not. Based on their history and based on the probability that they were being reckless, meddling around with viruses in the lab, and it got out, and now the entire world is suffering, not just health-wise, but financially as well. AFA at the core, Walker Wildman. We'll see you next time. The views and opinions expressed in this broadcast may not necessarily reflect those of the American Family Association or American Family Radio.